This episode brought to you by my Give A Little page. Uh, those of you who follow the podcast, please blow my mind, will know that I am fundraising to build a mobile podcast caravan studio. If it's your first time here on Please Blow My Mind, welcome. Thank you for blowing my mind and joining the journey. Uh, yeah, I'm building a caravan. I'm fundraising via the Give A Little page. If you go to givealittle.co.nz and search Podcast Studio Caravan, I'm the guy. I'm that person. And why am I doing it? Well, I want to build a mobile studio so I can go and tell stories on the road. I want to take this podcast on the road. I want to be community driven. I want to stop at schools. I want to teach young children, young adults, adults how to podcast. The power of picking up a microphone and laying down some audio, laying down your voice forever. It's like an awesome way to archive. You know, ask anyone that's lost a loved one. They would love to have had 40 minutes of Q&A, some questions and answers with that person. And so that's not the whole reason I'm doing the Podcast Studio Caravan, but it's a huge part of it. And I need your help. I need your help. If you're keen to get on board and behind the Please Blow My Mind Podcast Studio Caravan, please visit givealittle.co.nz and search Podcast Studio Caravan, and if you like, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, it'd be super sweet if you could please um, make a little donation, make a little donation, that would be very nice. Okay, advertising done, let's get into this podcast, I love bringing new content every week, it's very, very rewarding, 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 hopefully for me and for you, because that's the deal, right, making this content, it's fun to make, hopefully it's fun to listen to, part educational, part perspective, just blowing our minds all over the show, and this week is no different, I have another awesome guest, his name is David Riley. He also is known as the Reading Warrior. This is how I came across this guy. I heard an interview, uh, uh, a teacher, he was trying to find literature for his Pacific Island students. And he couldn't find stories that related directly to their heritage. So there was lots on the kind of like European side, but not many kind of like stories that weren't academic papers of kind of pacific side and you know what he did he did what i love he just made his own content he wrote his own books he took stories and packaged it up and he's doing it so that his students have awesome content to read i guess what he didn't realize is that there's lots of other students who would like to read that kind of content too, read their heritage and so I caught up with David. It's an interesting chat because he's a busy guy. I went to school. There was people coming in and out. I kind of like the hustle and the grind of that. I think that's kind of cool. That's real. Uh, but I'm going to visit David again. Maybe he can be one of the guests that come back when I get the caravan up and running. Okay. I think that's about it. I think that's about it. I've got no real other updates apart from, man, I'm busy at the moment. How are you going in your day and night? Far out. I feel like that it would be helpful if like the day was, you know, like a 10 hour work day was acceptable. I know we're kind of seven and a half or eight and we probably put in another hour anyway. 
But man, I just, you know, I don't know, between emails and meetings and creative time and actually doing work, it can feel like, you know, you're just a hot potato getting thrown around. So I don't know what that means. Um, I guess just try and monitor it right. It's probably part of the reason why a lot of us feel sad because we're, we're, we're burning too much of the candle and not letting enough for the you know, recuperation and all that kind of stuff, but there's some heavy stuff going on, so I don't know where I fit, I don't know my position on anything, you know, really, I'm just about having these chats with you guys, and um, trying to, trying to do, you know, trying to find the areas where we're not looking for that little bit of awesomeness, you know, okay, that's my updates, let's get into the podcast, thank you everybody for being part of the journey, subscribing, sharing, commenting, I really do appreciate it. Enjoy the episode and go blow someone's mind. That's a very, very good thing to do. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Ah, We made it. David, thanks for joining me on yeah. the podcast. Thank you, Brent. Man. Thanks it's, um, I was saying to you just before we kind of kicked off that there's this thing that I'm kind of attempting now and it's like I see someone in their digital presence, you know, I think I came across you on LinkedIn and I was like, wow, that's interesting. And I don't really read too much into it. I try and ask myself, why do I find that interesting? And the answer is, I don't know, but I kind of get a vibe and Mm. I know that's a bit woo woo and out there, but (laughs) so is life, you know, like life is woo woo and out there and it's not clean cut and it's not easy. So I'm trying to trust that when I follow up and I you know, ask if you'll be a guest on the podcast and you said yes and now we're like meeting in physical form and it's just like this it's everything is different to how it once was you know um, yeah. it used to be that you had to meet people in, in physical form and then you might write them a letter or phone call them but now it's all backwards yeah. and um, <laughs> I just find it really interesting but thank you bro for thank joining you, bro. me on the podcast so I guess what we should do is just kind of uh, outline exactly what you do and yeah. how you're known at least in that digital format and maybe if it's all right I will give you my impression and then you <laughs> tell me the real deal you know <laughs> so I, I guess one kind of area that I thought you do is um, re- involved in literacy and, yeah. and and for me that meant you know the, the communication through your eyes and reading and and you know what that means and obviously that has strong ties to humanity and yeah. we've expressed stories in all these ways and then the bit that kind of really intrigued me was that you're creating kind of these original properties original stories to help tell more local stories mm. and and i guess like is that kind of is my vibe right? Is that kind of <laughs> um, not so much original stories, right? Bro, because I, I I I see myself as more like a, a DJ, right? A hip hop DJ, awesome. Who collects stuff, puts some pieces and mixes it for a new audience, right? You know, like sampling like a classic um, song, you know, a bit from it, and then 
um, reworking it so that yeah, you know, today's audience will mm. will enjoy it. And that's yeah. that's sort of like a, like a metaphor for what I think I do. Yeah. So what I collect, I collect the stories which which aren't my stories, which are out there in places that young people may not find them. Mm. Put them all together in one place, package them a little bit different, mm. you know, for you know to make them um, appealing and you know engaging for today's young people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, a lot of people kind of talk about today's young people yeah and forget that they're old people yeah you know yeah. and and we love doing that as people like eh? you know we love getting a bit older and we're like when i was young it was all about you know <laughs> and talking down but yeah. i mean are you finding that young people today are screaming out for really rich content or is it this 140 characters tweet stuff that the whole world thinks that young people can't um hold a concentration in their head i mean what's your kind of view on it you work directly with yeah. our youth Oh, I just I just definitely don't try to label anyone yeah. or put generalizations on any mm. group of people including young people yeah. you know it just um, True that. I, I'm, I'm writing for young people who want these books and who mm. want to read and who maybe thought you know they wouldn't enjoy reading before and maybe that was just because they couldn't find something that they wanted to read and in terms of like um, you know what young people are mm. I mean can't you can't do it you know I mean, there's a lot of things that are similar. One thing I do try to do as a, as a teacher is I try never to forget what I was like yeah. when I was a teenager. What and that was, was a lost like? guy. Oh, true, true. <laughs> yeah, that was a completely lost dude yeah. until I was probably like, man, maybe not even until my late 20s yeah. where I felt like I settled down and knew who I was. And yeah. So I think that's really helpful and, and keeping that, you know, when working with young people is keeping that feeling in myself when, when, they, when they do the stuff they do is to remember... Remember what you were like, you know, mm. when you were a teenager, you didn't have everything together and you were, <laughs> yeah. and what you really wanted was just people there to support you and guide you and, yeah. you know, encourage you. That's what you really wanted. Isn't that amazing that when you break it down, it is quite simple, but the simple stuff is the hardest sometimes to realize, isn't it? Because to be acknowledged, to be loved, yeah. like those are feeling words almost you know they're not like practical okay i've just got to do a b and c and then everything will be fine with the world you know and that's why i'm interested in story lately like a lot of my thinking is what are the old stories telling us yeah and why are we taking them so literal or was that the plan Mm -hmm. or do we um think that's how we need to do it in today's world where you know these words that we use now are so triggered and have so many meanings to them you know like i find it difficult I say difficult and like a, you know, I'm trying to work my way out on this podcast. How do you say things and potentially offend people, but also say that's the whole point of this is to talk, is to communicate. Like that's why we don't have to use our fists because we can use our mouth. And then at what point does it turn into, you know, the hate speech world or just someone being an egg? You know, it's like really blurry and I don't know. I kind of think that it's... um. I I know I'm not the only one thinking about it, but I sometimes think that it gets so difficult for people that they would prefer not to think about it, you know? (laughs) Just get me on the motorway, get me to work, I'll do my hours, I'll go home, I'll watch my Netflix, and that's an easier system than really contemplating, you know, all of these things. Um, Was reading a huge part of your youth? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. My parents, both of my parents love reading. Yeah. Books everywhere around our house. My uh, my mum 
one what there was one series um there are two there's actually two mm. um books that really influenced me a lot one was new zealand heritage yep. it was like a encyclopedia set and um and it was just around home as we were growing up and every now and then you know i'd you know if we were bored because we only had like three tv channels mm. so if we were bored i'd just read something and you'd be reading about kate shepherd yeah. next week you'd be reading about edmund hillary yeah. you'd be reading about Tukorti. and i just remember the pierce brothers and i just remember thinking um i mean uh richard pierce i just remember thinking like slowly over time getting this real proud feeling of what kiwis are mm. you know through all these stories that i'd read of um kiwis like Edmund Hillary, you know, being the first in the world to do things. Mm. And um, it just made me like really proud of being a Kiwi. Mm. Not through anyone saying be proud, but just through, through reading, through the reading of the stories. Yeah. And the other one was, um, was Barry Crump, mm. which my dad, my dad liked um, reading his novels. And um, so, you know, I started reading his novels and that was real cool because that was the first time I read uh, people in books who sounded like my dad and looked yeah. like him and his friends and yeah. just ordinary Kiwi dudes, you know, mm. and the humor they liked and just the ordinary <laughs> stuff they did. And um, if you see pictures of Barry Crump, you know, he's like, if you have an, an image of what a writer is, he's not that, mm. you know. And so this was, that was real awesome to me to, to see that, you know, writing can be about your everyday life, normal people, and it's normal people that do it. Yeah. And yeah, so that wow. that reading experience I had as a young person and my dad's rugby league week magazine. True, true. Those things really helped set me on a path of reading and, and that's why, you know, I know a lot of the reason why one of the reasons why I write is that I knew that a lot of the young people that I work with, they haven't had that kind of experience, like of parents who read. Some have, mm. but some haven't. And and um yeah, I just uh, I just believe in the power of you know those stories. Um, they 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 will hear stories um, you know in lots of different ways you know to make them proud of mm. who they are. But written the written word is another way you know. And what do you think the written way helps us do? Does it help us kind of reach a deeper level of thought in our mind? I'm just trying to work out. So for example, let's say one version of my child's life is. Um, you know, they've got school and they come home and they've got this Fortnite craze going on and they've got their YouTube videos, which they're hearing hours and hours of people speaking. Yeah. And it's like, that's almost feels like the replacement of um, reading. But, you know, in your opinion, what does that reading give you? And I only ask that because I'm interested because I wasn't a reader and I'm not a reader. Yeah. I've learned to read for work, but I could never find a way into it to become enjoyable. Mm. So I can't see that side of the world. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know what it's like to, um, I mean, I know what it's like to watch my Superman movies a hundred times and yeah. know them inside out and every micro expression of, you know, Christopher Reeve's face. And yeah. I've taken that into my world. I understand how to speak to people to a certain degree, but I never had that love of reading. Mm. And I wonder what you think at its core. What is it? what is it doing to us how how are we communicating is it an adventure where it's a different part of our mind um playing this out in pictures have you ever thought really deeply yeah. about it uh, i think it's uh, i think it's a different thing for everyone eh? True. um for i think for for my my ultimate thing is it's about knowledge yeah that's what i what i'm um, really aiming for mm. some people read and i do for a love of language yep. you know and the, and just to to really be blown away by 
the skill of some writers and the way they can describe things, you know. Yeah. Um, and other people may may read to like you said to visualize, mm. you know, or to laugh, mm. you know, lots of reasons. But um, and and I try to to make sure that the language I use is going to be interesting and mm. you know um, captivating for for the readers, especially teenagers who I'm aiming for. But my number one thing is um, knowledge. Mm. So I'm trying to um, just build that because that's what the reading was for me. You know, learning about these amazing Kiwis, what they did, yeah. how they overcame challenges. And those those stories um, put in me truths about what a Kiwi is, mm. you know. And so, you know, with, uh, with a lot of the media that, you know, portrays um, Polynesian people, yeah. you know, as out of control, wild, mm. you know, violent, mm. emotional, you know, etc. Um, stories like, the stories like the ones that I write, like in the heroes books and the biographies, show them that um, they already know that, that, that those stories are not true. But those stories will also, I'm hoping, um, soak into them mm. like they did for me. And these names and from their history, like Samoan, say for example, um, Samoan um, history, uh, there's a book called Samoan Heroes that I've read. Yeah. And there are a few figures in there from history, like Tamasese, Salamasina, Nafanua. Um, most Samoan young people will have heard those names, but a lot of them won't really know what was what did that person do mm. that's so memorable that our that is important in our culture and that people still talk about those people. Their names are out there. Mm. What what exactly did they do? Who were they? And those stories are in grandparents and parents, and they're also in academic texts mm. True. in university, mm. but they're not really in something that you know kids can just access straight away at their hands yeah. and that that was one of the big things for the the books that i write is to have those to bring all, bring all those stories together which are out there in different places put them on one spot and so kids will have more knowledge you yeah. know about who they are where they come from and yeah and be inspired by that and what do they say to you when they read your books you know like is it kind of like this mind-blowing thing for them where they're you know these powerful stories yeah. and 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 I, I don't know how to kind of think about this stuff but I, I would like to think that you know the world is huge and diverse and we're different just mm. physically and mentally and spiritually but maybe there's some through lines of stories you know like yeah. overcome an obstacle and how to do that and you know I, I, I just kind of wonder um, you know, we kind of repackage it to suit our current audience yeah. and and then they get those stories. And it's pretty freaky to think that um, that doesn't always happen. I mean, is there lots of people yeah. doing what you do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. trying to make stories relatable. I, I get the feeling that most of it is you either see it or you don't mm. and you've still got to be out there working and paying taxes but yeah. maybe not being fulfilled. I mean, why do you think you came across that what was the calling that you kind of felt when you thought i'm going to do this um well i had i, I was working with a group of boys mm. one time in english class when mm -hmm. i was teaching english and um i had a project i wanted them to do to research a hero from their own cultures mm. and they and one of the sources they had to have was a book for their for the information so um there were two Nguyen boys in my class and they, they said to me, oh, sir, um, we can't find any books that have 
you know, Nguyen heroes in them. Mm. So I said, okay, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll help you. And um, we tried to find some, we couldn't find any, you know, written for their age, mm. you know. Um, there's a lot of academic, you know, university level yeah. stuff written yeah. about all the Pacific cultures. Yeah. But, you know, the, the teenage, uh, my teenage um, students can't understand that mm. stuff and even access it. You know, mm. it's mostly in the uni library or in um, George Gray yeah. collection. So I said, okay, you know what, guys, I'll, 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 I'll put something together for you and that you can use for your written um, source, so using my anthro skills mm -hmm. from uni. So I did that, put, just got all my notes from uni and just kind of like made it simplified and put it together for them. And then um, I got a new Nguyen mate who, um, he's a teacher as well, and he saw what I was doing and he said, oh, who's that for? And I said, oh, it's for, this is for these um, boys in my class. Mm. And he goes, oh, bro, you're thinking too small, man. What about those um, Nguyen kids in Avondale? Mm. They probably want to read this. Yeah. Or uh, the Nguyen kids over at North Shore. You should get it published. Mm. And, uh, and then when he said that, I thought, oh, okay, yeah, true. The, I think you're right, bro. So, yeah, so then that's when I went and um, found a publisher for that book. And that's pretty much how it, how it started. Mm. But, um, you know, one, one really awesome thing that I didn't expect was how books can bring families together as well. Because right. I've, I've gotten quite a few messages from... Um, excuse me, yeah, Greg. Right, just got right. yeah, a student dropping a guitar. Yep, cool. <laughs> that's Sorry. awesome. Nah, man, that's all part of it. Yeah. Beauty. I'm going to leave all that in. Because, <laughs> you yeah. know, we're at school. And it's all part of the... It's the real deal, you know? Yeah. We're not in this nice air-conditioned studio. <laughs> we're, like, we're at school. You're in the and school, And we're keeping yeah. it real. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, um, yeah, I get, I get quite a few messages um, from teachers, librarians, um, saying to me that a, a child took one of the books home and read it with either a parent or a grandparent, yeah. or the dad took the book off the... Yeah. Um, one one um, Sunny Bill biography that I, that I wrote, a librarian said to me that... Oh, no, a mum, a mum emailed me and said, um, the son brought the book home, Dad took it off him. <laughs> First time she's read, seen her husband reading, <laughs> yeah, you know, awesome. and the son's saying, hurry up and finish, Dad, I want mm. the book. So, I mean, you know, and, and hearing about a, a girl reading the Tongan Heroes with her grandma, mm. and um, the grandmother then being able to tell more about those stories, you know, that's what I mean by they're not my stories. So mm. I put them there, there like a starting point, and then the grandmother, who knows way more about that particular person, Queen Salote, yeah. can then tell her about her experiences mm. growing up in Tonga at the time when Queen Salote was alive, you know? So it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a really powerful thing to think that a book could bring people together, especially different generations of yeah, people. Man. And especially in today's world, eh? Because I don't know if the, you know, if the perceived love of reading is still a huge thing, but clearly it's not just about getting people to read it's it's offering a different type of um i don't know connection or thinking process or conversation starter yeah. or you know a, a, um, igniting some type of conversation with those other family members yeah. and yeah i just I, I i really do feel that that's awesome and i and and you know i i guess i just try and wonder we all play our parts in different areas but if you were going to you know, say for my kids, 10 and 12, what's some kind of books that you would, is it, is it that simple? Can you recommend some kind of Kickstarters that might get you into the love of reading or is it an individual mm. journey? Yeah, it is, bro. Yeah. And it, that's the key to it is just finding 
for each person to find something they love to read. Because mm. I, I truly believe that everybody would love to read if they could just find something they love. And I prove that too, because um, I, I get invited to come and talk to students a lot mm. at different schools. Mm. Especially, and they usually put the reluctant readers, yeah. bring them to me. And, yeah. and um, I love that because I, w- I, w- I want to talk to them about, you know, about reading. And I, and I say to them, okay, guys, so we start off with um, little, like a little questionnaire on, on the um, presentation. Mm. Can you put up your hand if this is you? And it's got the emoji, smiley face emoji, and your attitude to reading. Hardly any hands go up. And then mm. it's got the meh one. Uh, quite a few hands go up and then it's got the last one don't like it and most of the hands go up okay okay sweet awesome thank you guys and then i showed them a, um a, a facebook conversation that i found and um and 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 um it looks like a play script mm-hmm. you know sometimes facebook conversations look like play scripts like right. someone will post something and then people will comment on it and react to it and you can see you can see their character in their comment you know and um there's this one that i had about um uh, a, a guy, a schoolboy, and he says that um, this girl asked him to, to go to the ball with her, and he said, um, nah, he can't because he made a bro commitment <laughs> to his boys. Yeah. And then all his friends start chiming in, um, and it finishes with him being confused whether he made the right decision. Right. And after I showed them, the boys are all laughing, all these kids are laughing at, at this Facebook post that I showed them. Yeah. And I say, you see, now what just happened there, guys, is that you read something and you reacted to it with mm. laughter. And um, you guys were really into it. And that shows me that, and you, that you actually do love reading. Right. But what the key was, was that you found something that you love, mm. you know, that you're interested in, that you can connect to in some way. And that's all it is with reading. Mm. So keep on looking for more things like that. Try different things till you find the stuff that you really enjoy reading. And yeah, you... You'll be a reader too. Yeah, man. And I guess there's a, it's a nice metaphor for lots of things in life, eh? You know, you've got to try things. And that's like, that's one of the pleasures and hard things about it is that you ha- we all have our strengths and weaknesses and we've just got to work out where do we fit, you yeah. know? And I don't know, I, I like the idea that it, you may go through and not find where you fit because it's really difficult. Yeah. But I I do think that if you are looking and you're trying that inevitably it's impossible for you not to find somewhere to fit. Yeah. It's only impossible to not fit anywhere if you don't try, you know. Yeah. And um, and you don't know, you know, you don't you don't know yourself, you know. Mm. You don't know yourself. So, you know, I, I, I tell them I tell them to a story about um this guy whose life was changed by reading. And um when he was uh year nine this boy was failing every single subject at school. It's a true story. And his older brother, one year mm. older than him. And their mum forced them, to, their mum got their reports and forced them to stop watching TV and read two books a week. And um, that changed them. And today one of them is a neurosurgeon mm. and the other one is an aeronautical engineer. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I say to the students, you know, guys, if somebody would have said to those two boys when they were year nine and 10, what are you going to be when, when you grow up? it's doubtful that that guy would have said neurosurgeon because he wouldn't have even known what that was. Yeah. And, the, and that his brother would have said aeronautical engineer. He wouldn't have even known what that was. Mm. Eh? But yet, that was inside him. Yeah. There was a seed. There was a neurosurgeon inside that boy that was a seed. You couldn't see it. Mm. He didn't even know it was there, but it was there. And it needed something to help it grow, and that was reading. And so reading helps you to discover things about yourself that you didn't even know. True things you're good at, things you like. Yeah. Things that... Um, a talent 
that you may have that you you may never have discovered mm. but you read you discovered it through reading yeah bro yeah far out that's cool i kind of have those moments in these chats where i should be thinking about questions and then what you're saying is so intense yeah i'm like oh man that is good and then i reach that point i'm like i've got nothing to say now <laughs> but i remember we're on a podcast and we've got to keep on rolling um no man that's cool it's cool because there's this it's more than just reading eh? Mm. i think that's where i get frustrated with this oversimplification of things you know it's like we just got to get the kids to read why yeah. Why, you know? Oh, well, you know, it's part of literacy and you can read yeah. and you can write and you can be a functioning member of society. It's like, well, what else? Bro, so many so many of our kids have heard that through their life, you know, mm. and they've and and their experiences of reading is not positive, mm. you know? It's it's come through being told your literacy level is below the national average. Yeah. Oh, guess what? You just failed this reading test. Yeah. Uh, Guess what, you... Um, it's all right. It's, oh, it's an IT guy who's come to look at my computer. Oh, true. Yeah. Shall we do that? I'll, I'll just quickly yeah, get okay. back to him. Sweet. <laughs> okay, well, we were going down... This is this podcast. You know, we go down little rabbit holes and come back out and flick into different areas. And it's genuinely interesting, you know. Um, one thing I was keen to pick your brains about, and please don't feel like you have to jump into that conversation. It's just something that I spend a lot of time thinking about. I look for similarities in the world as opposed to just being real awesome at looking for differences. I think humans are expert at identifying difference because maybe at some point, and maybe currently it helps us survive. You know, you want to see when that car swerves off the road so you can react quick. You want to see when the dog's running at you and it's a difference in the general norm. But I think if not checked, if not balanced, it can dominate the situation. And I think we're real starving. This is just my take on it for similarities. What's the combining, I don't know, narrative or story? And I wonder if you've ever thought about um, if you put your storyteller hat on, you know, if, okay, so I'll set a little scene for you. The aliens come down and they say, David, we want you to be our guy to explain humanity to us. <laughs> and you have to, at the drop of a hat, not talk about race or politics. <laughs> and you've got to, they say, right, we need a book here. Eh? So here's some, here's all your gear. Good luck. But we want to know what you guys are about. You know, what would you kind of say to that <laughs> kind of, and it's a huge one, right? Yeah. But I'm like... We live um, in a time where we need some <laughs> good thought, and it, you might not have the answer now, but it might tick away in your brain. You yeah. know, we can catch up, or maybe you'll write a book. Because I'd love to read a book that talks about the similarities between us. That's not the Bible, for example. Because mm. you know, you talked about those academic papers. That's how that thing reads to me. I yeah. don't know what I'm reading. I'd read the thing and try and understand it if I could. Yeah. But it gets too out there, and I don't know what you're talking about. And um, so anyway, let's kick off with that one, you know, like, is there a, a story of humanity that you think, you know, with your kind of creator hat on? Um, and that's how about to breathe. So I have to be fast on this one. Okay, sweet. And then um, we're going to wrap it up. I'd say, bro, to be honest, I, I, I think the only, the only thing I could say about that would be the thing in common between all of us is that I believe that we all uh, want to be loved. That's something that's important to human beings, and we want to connect with each other. And for some people, they may just want to connect with one or two people, mm. and some people may want to connect with hundreds, you know. But that's something that is something about humans is we we do want to connect with each other. Um, 
the only way to really show what someone is like is to take them there mm. and let them immerse in it for a little while. And now all these students are coming yeah, for sweet their bags. Okay. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay. Sorry, well, last question. Um, what's one thing that blows your mind? What blows my mind? Um, the potential of hum- human beings. Boom. I love it. We'll come yeah. back and talk another time. Yeah, bro. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Awesome, bro. Man, sorry, bro. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's, that's sweet. Just quickly, before I do my big ask, let me tell you a bit about me. My name is Will Fleming and I'm almost 38 years old. I love my family and my job as a video creator. I'm slowly turning into a grumpy old man who can't tolerate how society is being oversimplified and undercomplicated because people can't be bothered looking up and saying hi. Get off my lawn. So my plan is to have more awesome conversations with amazing people inside a caravan built in a mobile podcast studio and that's where I need your help. (sighs) So let me break down my big idea a little more. It's a mobile podcast live stream caravan. Imagine a road with a caravan. And inside that caravan on a road is a podcast studio with two beautiful people. You see, we don't need more clickbait, short form, oversimplified, oversimplified, chicken nugget type content of one size fits all. What we need is long form, interesting content that puts the human back into the internet. But I need your help. I need your help, bro. And it all starts by building this mobile studio and thanks to the magic of dad science, I've worked out exactly what I need. I need... One million dollars. <throat> I need you to help donate what you can to raise $10,000 to buy an old caravan, do it up, and invite you on a road trip of ideas that will blow your mind. Whoa. The question I have is, will you back me up? Will you help me? If the answer is yes, 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 then please click on my give a little page and donate what you can to make this dream come true. Do it! Just do it! Okay, catch you later.